eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We are brought to you locally by our good friends at Smiley One and Bryant. Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solution. Okay, so the Bengals beat the Browns in the final regular season game, 31-14. That's not really the story. The story is, is that the starters did not play in this game, and we now know that the Browns will play Houston in Houston Super Wild Card Weekend. As of the official recording time of this podcast, we do not have a date or time daryl initial reactions to what we saw in the game yeah uh it went exactly the way i thought it was gonna go and that was pretty ugly for the offense and for the defense i mean look this this is what happens when you're resting your key players the outcome of the game completely inconsequential uh for those that uh might say well you lose your momentum going into the playoffs by sitting everyone out and giving a rest well a couple of things one uh, the Browns didn't have a bye week, uh, haven't had a bye week in a very, very long time. Their bye week was in week number five. That's number one. Number two, I invite you to look at the situation uh, that the Pittsburgh Steelers have on their hands. Uh, now, granted, they had to win that game to get into the or to give themselves an opportunity to get into the playoffs, but TJ Watt got hurt. So um, you did not want to risk any type of injury. Imagine if that happened to Miles Garrett in the game in Cincinnati, the reaction people would be having. Uh, So, yeah, at times it was pretty embarrassing, let's be honest about Andy. Uh, The the Bengals had as many points as the Browns had yards late in the second quarter, 24. Um, It it wasn't pretty. It was ugly. It was exactly what I thought it would be. Uh, But the outcome of the game, completely inconsequential. And now I will pause to give you the opportunity. Thank you. to take a victory lap uh, uh, for your boy, 
one David Bell. I knew you would bring that up in the first minute and a half of the podcast, and you did. Uh, you know, I think we're at 140 into the podcast, so maybe a little bit off. Um, yeah, I thought David Bell did a nice job on both of those touchdowns today. Uh, he beat two defenders on both of those touchdowns today. You know, were the Bengals playing their backups at that point? <laughs> so, but that does that really matter? David Bell got into the end zone twice, career day for David Bell. So I knew that Daryl would bring that up immediately in this podcast. And as the president of the David Bell fan club, I hope this gives him a little bit of momentum going into next week. And maybe he can come up with two or three catches in the playoff game. Salute you, David Bell. Is this what the entire week of Baskin and Phelps is going to be like? You just well, then do I then do I get to beat up? Although now I'm a little worried because Pierre Strong looks like he came up limping a little bit there, or he's holding his back uh, when he left the field. And then the other one was Cedric Tillman. You know, when the players were calling him over, you know, he did they did were able to walk him off the field, but you had to wonder if that was a concussion. So I think those are really the two biggest points coming out of this game. Uh, I, I'll give you a third point in a second, but go well, ahead, your thoughts. Well, there's a third guy that got injured too, Shelby yep. Harris. Shim yeah, I saw that. So, uh, uh, David, uh, or I should say, uh, Cedric Tillman uh, has a head injury in concussion protocol. Kevin Stefanski said after the game, uh, Shelby should be okay, uh, according to Stefanski. Um, but again, the cautionary tale this is why he played very few players of significance and importance. And that's not to disrespect the guys that went out there and played on Sunday. But what I mean is that he sat the key guys, the Joe Flacco's, uh, both uh, Wyatt Teller and Joel Batonio and Zedaria Smith and Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward. Uh, Greg Newsom was, was, you know, in that. So it totally makes sense. Again, the, the, the outcome of the game was completely in, inconsequential. Did not matter. Does not matter. Um, I listened to um, the the post game comments from Bill Cower uh, on CBS after the now, game. now huge Browns fan Bill Cower yes yes um, it's okay I don't have a problem I respect I him know. for his days I don't well know. when he played for the Browns I mean I don't know if you remember or not but I know I know when he played man he played hard I used to love watching him play so I'll but give him credit he was a special teams guru part of two decades beating the crap out of the Browns as I know the coach I the know Pittsburgh Steelers so it's really hard for me to allow bill cower onto the browns bandwagon here now that close your eyes you can do it now that they're better than the pittsburgh Steelers. how about that browns finish with a better record for the first time since 1989 than the pittsburgh steelers another one the entire afc north finished above 500 uh joe reedy associated press sports writer uh out in los angeles a northeast ohio native put out there uh, you got to go back to the 80s. The last time, 1988, is the last time the Browns and Bengals both finish a season uh, above 500. Kevin Stefanski, uh, 11 and six, second time in four years he wins 11 games. Only he and Paul Brown have led the Browns to at least 11 victories in uh, the regular season in Browns history. That that in and of itself is a mind blowing. Uh, nugget there so uh, it's for me it's on to Houston now uh, what a collapse by the Jacksonville Jaguars losing five of their final six games uh, to fall not only out of the divisional lead but completely fall out of the playoffs 
and the Houston Texans, by virtue of that win in Indianapolis Saturday night, combined with the Tennessee Titans doing them a huge favor and knocking off Jacksonville, that now uh, sets up Browns v. Uh, Texans Part 2, uh, once again, in Houston. And also, it bumped the Steelers into the playoffs. Uh, that is, that game, uh, the fact that Jacksonville lost and was out of the picture, that allowed Pittsburgh to go ahead and sneak in there now uh, as uh, the number one seed. And some other business got handled on Sunday, Andy. Mm-hmm. Uh, opponents for 2024. Oh, I didn't catch that. In place. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't even think about that. Um, well, two of the th- uh, two of the three spots have been filled. Okay. Uh, we are waiting. The, we're recording this prior to the Sunday night game uh, between the uh, Bills and oh, the Dolphins. Right. The loser of that game will come okay. to Cleveland next season. Okay. Uh, but because uh, Tampa Bay ended up winning the AFC, or I should say the NFC South, congratulations to former Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield, uh, divisional champion. Uh, the New Orleans Saints uh, are going to be the number two team. Uh, in that division. We'll see if they make the playoffs, Uh, but that means the Browns have to go to New Orleans. And then also, uh, in addition to that one, um, because Jacksonville uh, is now the number two team in the AFC South, that means the Browns will get a trip to Jacksonville added to the ledger. So uh, your opponents next year will be, um, as I uh, pull them up here. Well, uh, Baltimore, Cincinnati. Yeah, so, um, and they're going to play nine road games, by the way. They played nine home games this year. They go into the nine-game road rotation uh, next year. So the trips that, uh, next year. you got to think we're getting an international game next year, too. We didn't have right. one. I think, I think that's a possibility. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati, then Washington, Denver. These are home or road? Hang on, home road. or road? Road. Road. Okay. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, okay. Washington, Denver, Vegas, Philadelphia, Jacksonville, New Orleans. Those are the road games. The home games, Ravens, Bengals, Steelers. And then you get the Chiefs, the Chargers, Cowboys, wow. the Giants, and then either the Bills or the Dolphins, whoever finishes in second place in the AFC. So that's a pretty good schedule for the 2024 season. But before we can get to any of that, got to finish up the 2023 season and see what the Browns are able to do here in the playoffs. Hmm. Um, so, and then the other thing, just speaking of the playoffs. So, I mean, we pretty much know you can figure out who the opponents are here, right? For next week. So the Ravens are off next week. We know the Browns have Houston. So that means. No, we uh, have to wait until the Sunday night game because there are a couple. One's going to get. There, there, there are different scenarios depending on the, uh, outcome of Bill's Dolphins because both of those teams are in Andy. Right. Um, and. So with both of those teams, so we know in, we know who all the AFC teams are. We know who in. all the AFC teams yeah. are, but who actually will be Pittsburgh's um, the only team we're gonna be in, as far as the actual matchups, though. That's that changes a little bit depending on the the outcome of uh, of that game. Here I'm pulling up the uh, the my playoff picture right now. Um, if Miami beats the Bills tonight and is the AFC. East, uh, East champion, right? Uh, they would host the Pittsburgh Steelers. If they lose, and it's Buffalo that is the AFC East champion, 
then things kind of get really shaken up a little bit. I think maybe that bumps Kansas City up to two or something. Um, everything is so if Miami wins, it's real easy. Uh, Miami hosts Pittsburgh, the Chiefs will host the Bills, and then Texans host the Browns. Real right. simple. It gets uh, uh, I don't have all the tiebreakers in front of me at the moment, but if if the Bills pull this off and they win the East, then everything outside Browns and Texans gets jumbled around a little bit because then all the tiebreakers come into play because uh, Miami will be 11 and six Buffalo will be 11 and six. Uh, and, and, and uh, so, yeah, so there'll be some, some things that get bounced around there, but look, I mean, um, what'll be different for the Browns this time around CJ Stroud, who has had just an incredible rookie season uh, with the, uh, the Texans. He was not on the field. Uh, in that Browns uh, 36-22 win a couple of weeks ago on Christmas Eve. Uh, he'll be on the field this time around. Of course, Amari Cooper had that big record-setting day uh, against the Texans, 265 yards receiving, two touchdowns, a two-point conversion. Joe Flacco was just absolutely uh, bananas in that game uh, as well. They really hit uh, the Texans in the mouth right out of the gate with a 53-yard uh, completion on the opening play of the game that got them down to the six. And, you know, in the blink of an eye, uh, the Browns were up seven to nothing, and they just kind of ran away with things from there. They were up 36 to seven at one point before giving up a couple of fourth quarter touchdowns. So um, this is this ain't going to be easy, <laughs> you know, and considering uh, the bottom falling out for the Jaguars. Maybe there's some Browns fans right now wishing that Jacksonville will, would have beaten Tennessee because the Houston Texans with D'Amico Ryans, uh, they have gotten a little hot down the stretch and they're playing some of their best football of the season. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Um, and just a heads up on what's going on with TV for next week. So this will be the first time ever that Peacock has exclusive games uh, for the for the playoffs. Now, in your home market, so like I, there are a lot of us that believe the Browns Houston are going to be on the Peacock only game uh, on Saturday, right, Daryl? I mean, that's uh, that just kind of makes. There's a lot of us that feel that way, just kind of understanding media. That does not mean the game will not – I should put it this way. The game will be on over the air in home markets as well. Correct. So – and I, I would assume – I'm assuming on this that Channel 3 would probably end up with the rights in Cleveland if you're watching in Columbus mm-hmm. Channel 4. I, I, I don't know. So yeah, I don't know, I don't know how I read that, that. Playoffs. I know Channel 5 had all the, the cable rights for rebroadcast during the regular season. I don't know how that's going to well, work. Well, so if it's if it works the same way as normal, I've got to believe that if Peacock has the rights to the game, they would probably offer it up to their local affiliate first. Okay. And if they didn't take it, then somebody else could. But I would I would be shocked. Bottom if, line is if you're in the Cleveland market, you will be able to watch the game, Correct. even if it is put on the Peacock streaming platform. And um, I'm just, I've not been, I don't know anything official. I am making a wild guess here. We both are on this too. Just understanding media. Right. Right. That Browns Texans will be on Saturday. 
it is, um, while it's a great story when you look at both of these teams, right? Kevin Stefanski, Joe Flacco, the four quarterbacks, 11 and six, right? Uh, and then, of course, you have Demeco Ryans. You've got uh, C.J. Stroud. and that yeah, You really have a battle of the coaches of the year. Right. In this too, yeah. So while, yes, there are some fantastic storylines headed into Browns-Texans, the likelihood that Browns-Texans gets a, a primo uh, spot on television, next to none. Not when you've got Miami and you've got uh, – Dallas, and you've got some of these other big markets here, right? Uh, the Rams, when you've got these, uh, you've got these other big markets, they're going to get. It is Browns. possible that, it, say, you got a Pittsburgh Buffalo game that Browns could knock that out because they there could right. be more viewers for a Browns Texans game. Again, Houston's top ten market, right? And you kind of have to look at the Browns numbers yeah. the same way you would look at an Ohio State football game for numbers. Ohio State blows away the country when it comes to Ohio State football on television right. because they pick up Cleveland and Columbus, which are two, you know, you put those two markets together, you got two top, two top, two top 30 markets, 35 right. markets in the country, which makes it a bigger viewing audience. Again, this is all behind the scenes media minutia. So that could, I mean, that conceivably could push the Browns into the primetime game on Saturday night, but uh, you know, it's either you're going to, there's only two games on Saturday anyway, three on Sunday, and then the Monday nighter. I highly doubt the Browns are going to get that Monday night game. I think yeah. you're, we're on the same page for that. Remember we talked about uh, earlier how the AFC North Hall finished above 500? Yeah. This is from NFL Research, courtesy of our good buddy Nick Shook. Okay, uh, the Shooky Cookie, Friday Kent uh, State. AFC North is just the second division in NFL history to have each team finish with a winning record. The only other division to pull off this feat the 1935 West Division featuring wow. Green Bay, Detroit, the Bears, and the Chicago Cardinals. Hmm. How about that? Again, that's from our buddy Nick Shook via NFL Research. Look, this. let me ask you this. Sure. Um, because we're going to spend our, obviously, our next two podcasts, we're going to be really looking forward right. to match up with the Houston Texans. Did this division not live up to what, to everything we thought it would be this year? Um, it did and didn't, and I'll tell you why it didn't. Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, and whoever was going to be the – and Kenny Pickett, I guess. If Pickett would have stayed – it's not even him. It's more Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson. That's where the the AFC North didn't live up to where I thought – You know, we can you imagine what the play would have been like if, if every starting quarterback, if every QB won, made yeah. it the entire season in the AFC North? But otherwise, I think that the division did a great job of living up to those expectations with three teams in the playoffs for the AFC. So, I mean, it, it's a bravo through hard work. I, how many times did I say Pittsburgh? Did you think Pittsburgh was done? They are Forrest Gump, man. They just keep working their way through this thing. I've been saying that since week 10. I know. They are Forrest Gump. Well, I, I've been saying for years that, like, okay, this is the year that's the end of the run. Like, th this is the reset for that franchise. And friggin' Mike Tomlin, man. Like, I don't – every year, Steeler fan wants to run him out of town, and every year he delivers a winning season, and almost every year they're right there for a playoff spot or in the playoffs. Now – uh, you know, Steeler fan, not real happy because he's not won enough Super Bowls down there. Mm. 
But man, to have that many winning seasons in a row, um, I, I just, I just respect really. Right. I mean, it painful to say, uh, just like the Ravens win in the North and win in the number one seed in the AFC and uh, respect. Um, uh, honestly, I think that the Ravens are probably, uh, going to get to the Super Bowl. but if there is a team in the AFC that can knock them off, I don't think there's many. I really don't. Cause I just think that they're that good. Mm-hmm. I think the Browns are the team. Like, I, I, I don't know that there's, you know, well, we I don't know, know Kansas city is going to step it up. I, I, I Miami still, I don't know about Kansas city. Uh, I don't know, man. The bills, they're just in the weeds. Both those teams yeah. are in the weeds. Josh Allen's a turnover machine. My problem with Kansas City is is they're just grumpy and unhappy all the time. Every game, somebody's throwing a helmet and yelling and screaming at each other. And, uh, you know. Isn't that the way Buffalo felt before they figured things out? Wasn't Buffalo a little like that too? Again, I'm not discounting Kansas City, but I just don't feel like this is the same Chiefs team that we have been watching year in and year out dominate the way – they have in recent years they i don't feel like that they are invincible i I feel like the ravens this year are almost invincible (laughs) believe it or not uh but uh i I, you know when i i I think that miami um i think they're a divisional round team uh i think the browns can be a divisional round team if if not an afc championship team uh buffalo i think it's a divisional round game i think the steelers get bounced uh I think the Texans get bounced and I look at Kansas city, man. Yeah. They might end up in the divisional round, but I just, I don't view them as a super bowl contender. I, I know that sounds ridiculous knowing that Pat, they, you know, Patrick Mahomes is their quarterback. Who's been to three super bowls and won two of them and, and has, uh, you know, the best tight end in the game right now in, in Travis Kelsey. The problem is they don't have any wide receivers. You know, all the complaining you and Baskin and Phelps do on your show pretty much on a daily basis about the Browns wide receivers. Um, I don't be, be lucky that the Browns don't have the chiefs wide receiving core this year. Sure. All right. So here's one other point I want to, I want to just bring up before we take off next weekend, Browns fans, you are big time fans of the road teams. Yes, because if Pittsburgh could manage a way to get a win or uh, the loser of the Buffalo Miami game in the Sunday night, uh, the Browns would have a chance to have a if if those teams can all win, if all three road teams can win, which I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but uh, then you would have the opportunity to host the game. Yeah, you you need all the wild card. Otherwise, you're a Baltimore week, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, you need all the wild card teams to win that. That's what needs to happen. Uh, all the road yeah. wildcard team. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah you're right. All the wildcard team. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Sorry. I still think it's kind of – I. it still bothers me that, you know, the Browns are going to have a better record than the team they're playing in yeah, Houston. Yeah, well, but you know what? That – I think that there should be weight to winning your division, but I do like the fact that they reseed things for the divisional round. But it's not based on – it's based on your seed, not on your record. Correct. So – all right, Daryl, any other final points we want to get in this post-game edition of the Browns-Bengals? Because I know we got a busy week with the podcast coming up this week. We also remind you uh, to tune in throughout the week, not only on, on the Odyssey app, but also on YouTube, because uh, we love having you watch us on YouTube, too. So, Daryl, final thoughts. Uh, thank God that that Bengals game is over. It was Amen. three hours and 45 minutes of our lives, or two hours and 45 minutes of our lives. Uh, I'd like to congratulate Kevin Stefanski on uh, – 
getting that thing over quickly. <laughs> Jeff Driscoll. That had to be the fastest game of the year. It was. Uh, the Browns have played some marathons this year, but Jeff Driscoll threw it less than 30 times. Mission accomplished, Kevin Stefanski. You go, Kev. You go. <laughs> 13 to 26 for a buck 66, two touchdowns, two interceptions. And who really cares? We're on to Houston, baby. We are on to Houston for our great producer, Meredith Kane, who's a little bit under the weather. So we're wishing her and sending her good thoughts. Right, Daryl? Send. Yeah, we're sending you good thoughts. Good thoughts. Right. It's, it's going around, man. You had it last week. And well, I, yeah, I, my voice was gone. You were down last week. week. I've, I've had some, some stomach issues in the last week or so. Like there's just, so do us a favor. If you're not feeling well, stay home or mask up if you have to go out in public, but just, just be careful out there. There's just a lot of, so here's, here's the weird thing for me, Daryl, this was my dilemma. Ready? And I'm just going to tell you this real quick. Yeah. I was absolutely fine. My voice was gone. That was it. It wasn't like I was sick. And I think that's what was bothering me because I was just like, well, I can't work. I can't, you can't, I mean, if I can't talk, I can't work. Yeah, sign language they actually booted me out of the radio. studio. They what? Sign language does not work on the radio. Nah, I'm trying my best. Anyway, he is Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Thank you for watching the post-game edition of the Browns and Bengals. We are back next week with two playoff preview shows. And of course, we'll have our playoff post-game show too. We appreciate everybody who's listening on the Odyssey app. And of course, those of you watching on YouTube, it's always game day in Cleveland.